of young heroes called the Animorphs. Hello and welcome to Metamorph Millennials, the podcast that I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about Web Access America. My name is Morgan. <laughs> and my name is Kate. <laughs> That's fax dial up or dial up tone for y'all. Oh, yeah. you, oh, wow. You'll know what that means later. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, cannot be made by the human voice. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm so terrible at it. But your name is? Oh, yeah. My name is Jason. Sorry, see, with old old internet, it took a little bit to load there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a lot. Um, Today, we're talking about the internet book, book 16, The Warning. <laughs> I am so stoked to talk about this one with you guys because it is hilarious. Yeah. Is the warning that you should have never trusted Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have been warned about Facebook. But no, this book is about um Bill Gates, probably. Yeah, kind of. you know it. It's hilarious. I kept thinking about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very Jeff Bezos too. But um, it yeah, it's not AOL. It's um, Web Access America. So it's wow, wow, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, I love this book. The first like five chapters are just pure comedy gold so this book came out in 1998 and k.a applegate is like a self like uh self-identified like luddite she's like i don't know anything about the internet and you can totally tell because cassie's like Ugh, the internet because she's the, <laughs> the um, author insert so cassie's like Ugh, the internet's so stupid <laughs> oh yeah that was coming in bright and shiny right there <laughs> I just, me and Cassie, I was like, I get a part in my book, in my parts, and I'm just like, oh, again, this whole thing with Cassie. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, I like how they don't even use, like, the words login and sign on. She doesn't know the word password. Yeah. Like, that's Cobra. never uttered. No. Gold member. It's, I mean, it's 1998, but it's still, it's golden. It's pretty antiquated. <laughs> Can you imagine all of her test drafts and manuscripts are, like, typed, printed, red marked with pen and then like submitted back and then made <laughs> other edits. Yeah. Ugh. Um and also that means all the research that they did was like at the library looking at real books. Yeah. Which people should still go to That's their local an awesome library. That's thing to do. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast. You can get seeds at some local libraries. Check oh, it out. That's cool. No, Ooh. libraries are awesome. I worked at a library all through high school and college. It is amazing. Support your local library, folks. I also like how in this book, Axe is like, wait, you mean humans invented books before they invented the internet? What? Yeah, Axe had some humans really do things good so backwards. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you guys store it? like data on or information in. i think right. also the art uh the author was speaking through acts a little bit too and just like look how yeah. good books are and why do we need yeah. to have these other modes of communication when books are so efficient <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure oh yeah when they uh when acts got the um the not the encyclopedia thing but like the almanac yes um she was like in love with that he was like books are amazing Mm -hmm. <laughs> books hold so much information i love it oh so this is the rhino book yes um oh do you want to see the cover let's yeah let's talk about the cover the cover is <laughs> a funny one <laughs> yeah so basically jake just has like a red t-shirt and jeans and shoes and is turning into a rhino the inside though is not accurate to what happens in the book oh. it's, uh, it's basically just like a rhino 
a rhino crossing on like a prairie regular or whatever. Rhino. Yeah, with a yeah. rhino sign in the back. <laughs> but I guess yeah. this is meant to be the zoo because you can see Tobias up above there. Tobias so. is flying above they, him. But why yeah. would they have a rhino sign in the habitat for the rhino? <laughs> so everybody knows rhino what's crossing. in this habitat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe it's fancy, like the San Diego Wildlife Animal Park. That place is yeah, fancy. They had they I had a, a baby rhino there when Morgan and I went here. Oh yeah, the baby rhino was so Which cute. Good. It went charging down the hill after its mom because it, uh, but the hill gave it extra momentum with how heavy it was, so it started running way faster than he really understood it. What he would go, <laughs> and so he's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and just like catching up with his mom a little bit, you know, haphazardously. It was an adorable baby rhinoceros. Yes, we need more baby rhinos. I assume we're going to learn some real depressing rhinoceros facts uh, uh, next week, though. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> that golden nugget for next week. But uh, in the meantime, if you guys ever want to have a boost pick me up, I recommend going onto the San Diego uh, Wildlife um, website and they have online cams every single day of different habitats. So you can see different animals all day long, just chilling and hanging out and doing their thing. And one of them is the rhinoceros habitat. And you get to see, you know, mamas and baby rhinoceroses walking around on their, um, uh, their rolling hills and the prairie they have set up out there for them and it's so cool it's a lovely lovely thing to look at uh throughout the day <laughs> if you yeah highly recommend you guys want to hear my favorite safari park memory yeah oh what's that <laughs> we we were on the tram and it was the part where they had like the mountain goat things uh-huh um and one of the mountain goats was peeing directly into its mouth wow into its own mouth to its own mouth that's impressive what? <laughs> yes i could you like head head down mouth facing obviously towards uh penis and just like <laughs> spraying urine into its mouth damn that's some athleticism Oof. right there i i don't know why or what but it's always <laughs> stuck with it's always stuck with me <laughs> yeah that would <laughs> you learned something that day what nature is capable of jason <laughs> <laughs> yeah nature is beautiful <laughs> I just thought humans were the only ones weird enough to drink their own pee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, on that note, let's get started on the plot of this one. <laughs> the book where K.A. Applegate doesn't know anything about the internet. And it's glorious. Which is funny because that's kind of lasted to this day because you can see Michael Grant, her husband, is on Twitter and she really only posts like... um promotional stuff so this is still continued to this day my editor made me post this kind of posts <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's fair i mean i'm uh. not on social media so i get it <laughs> <laughs> i can relate uh, uh yeah there's just another way no, the Venn diagram of <laughs> ka kate and cassie is becoming a circle <laughs> <laughs> i know i relate too hard to cassie on this podcast uh okay Jason, did you have something? I'm going to save it for a certain part, but oh. it's something that happened today that I thought was funny. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, starting, let's, right? It's, let's it's related to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Then let's get started. Um, so we open up to Jake typing his username on his computer. <laughs> I'm <sorry>. Great. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> B-ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is how mature I am. 
Sorry. <clears throat> B-Ball 24. <laughs> I just think it's funny because, like, so many of these names she gives, like, have, like, numbers in them. And I'm like... I know. I don't know. We get to a lot of you user- ha- really have to. There's a lot of usernames later. Um, I just... Yeah, I'm very mature and I cannot get through reading that. So he typed in his <laughs> username. Uh, and it's based on... Um, <clears throat> Not being immature is based on his liking basketball and that he had one game uh, in his sports career had made 24 points. And so it's it's basketball 24. I guess that's meaningful. I, for some reason, I just cannot take like sports seriously. Or, I like, mean, I, that one was like, just like Jake eh. was sports seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's a pretty bland. Well, not, not pretty. Like, it's not bland. It's just. <laughs> it's, I was like, kid, are you going is, is places this what the with kids this? Like? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's logging on. Kids, yeah. Yeah. So um, he's logging on to his email and his internet browser, uh, apparently. But this is 1998, and so his dial-up is slow. And so he, more specifically, he connected at 38,400 BPS. And it's just like... Wow, let's let's just yeah. The, God, it's that's so long ago. One, one, once God. upon a time. <laughs> Do you guys remember dial-up and LimeWire yeah. and oh my god? Yeah, gosh. I had I had something instead of LimeWire called BearShare, but it was Bear basically Dyer. the same thing. Yeah, they sh- they should make an app called BearShare. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's called Grinder. Yeah. No, that's called Scruff. <laughs> <laughs> For all the bears listening. Is that all the bears? Is, <laughs> is that for all the bears? <laughs> That's it's 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 for yeah. uh, enthusiasts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um, again, this is a podcast not meant for children. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, what was said that, okay. that was dirty? It's all <laughs> benign words with double entendres. Yes. Um, Jake summarizes the Animorphs again, so like they normally do at the beginning of these books, and who they are, but we still don't know their last names, and who they are battling. He does mention that besides the Hork-Bajir and the Taxons, uh, the humans and the Geds, that Yorks have now infested probably some Lirans as well, which we were introduced in the last book. Those were the psychic frogs, aliens that the Yorks were starting to try to infest and take over their water uh water home world so as he logs on some offers pop up uh like would he want to apply for a web access american america visa card and jake clicks no i love that she's just like going (laughs) through all his motions on what he's doing with the computer (laughs) Uh, so it's like then he gets a message saying you got mail popping up and he clicks through it It's just really specific and detailed. Uh, he gets some junk mail, and then one specific email uh, perked him up, and it was from a certain someone, and uh, it was signed uh, uh, from Cassie98, and uh, the email read, Jake, oh, baby, you are the man for me. I love your big manly shoulders. I love your piercing brown eyes. They are brown, right? But most of all, I love the macho, manly way you boss us all around, snapping out orders left and right. I think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. I must have 
have you all to myself. Signed, Cassie, XXX. And then Jake's eyes. <laughs> and it was Marco, of course. Cassie seldom goes online, never sends email, and would certainly never send him such a stupid email. Kind of a shame, actually. But this was definitely <laughs> the work of Marco using one of his many fake screen names. And then so Jake... I... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I loved that little fake email, and I love that it's totally Marco's character just to have, like, a list of fake-ass screen names to mess with people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But also Marco simping. Yeah. But also Marco simping for Jake, I would totally support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. He had some creativity and time for that, didn't he? Uh, so Jake clicked on uh, the create... Uh, create mail command and he thought for a moment and then typed Cassie you know I like you too but I have vowed not to get involved with any girl until my best friend Marco gets at least one girl to like him and since we know that's never going to happen I guess we'll never get together signed Jake (laughs) (laughs) and then Jake knew Marco would find that funny And then so he started browsing online and just for a whim he searched for the word yerk and it actually came up with results um, we jumped to Jake telling the Animorphs that he found a website all about exploiting the Yurk invasion. And so they were now at Marco's house, uh, because it, Jake's computer was, uh, wasn't as great as Marco's. Marco's computer was way better due to his dad's IT job and having the ability to now to get better equipment. And so Axe was with them and he was in human morph and Axe was impatient with Marco's computer asking why it was working so slowly. And Marco's like, look, space boy, this is the fastest modem around, okay? He said defensively, 56,000 bits per second. And Axe scoffed at this. So slow. Oh my gosh. Tobias was also in his human morph wanting to get a look at this site so he can get back to his meadow because apparently a new red tail hawk was trying to take over his territory and he was a tough one. So I think that's adorable. Tobias <laughs> has an agenda. Again, it'd be kind of interesting <laughs> if they do like one of these books, like a Jake book, which is like, okay, Jake dealing with being a, uh, a leader, la-di-da, you know, um, emotional shit, blah, blah, blah. But like the side stories of Axe seems to have an interesting side story story during this time tobias definitely does even marco like we could uh it'd be interesting to have like uh, kind of like the cohesive narratives like the first uh megamorphs was you know where they kept bouncing around between the velik and everybody kind of narrated within the same time frame uh mm-hmm. i liked like a, it a pulp lot. fiction thing yeah. yeah i liked that a lot so they brought up the Yerk website. The page had four icons, facts about Yerks, suspected human Yerks, types of Yerks, and chat about Yerks. And then Tobias asked, have you already checked all of these out? Before Jake could answer, Marco grabbed his shoulder. You disabled your cookies, right? His cookies, Cassie asked. Disabled cookies? Excuse me? Marco rolled his eyes. You really need to think about joining up with the century, Cassie. A cookie is a web browser tag that gives a website some information about you. Not you, you, but your screen name. I disabled it, Jake said with a wink for Cassie. Disabled cookie, she said with a derisive <laughs> snort. Computer nerds have all this ridiculous need to make up stupid terms for everything. All they want to do is make uh, normal people feel so. And Cassie goes on and they <laughs> yes. kind of just Meanwhile, now we have tirade. to go to every single website we go to. We have to be like, accept cookies? Yeah. <laughs> like every single time. Just, well, it's just hilarious. Wait, she was like... <laughs> She was like, like Applegate was sort of ahead of that, where it's like you really don't want to be tracked, so you don't want to give cookies because then it gives. Yeah, it's like what powers the like uh, 
targeted ads yeah which is fucking creepy but then like also her rant about like fucking computer nerds and words and i was like oh my god <laughs> that's true computer nerds are uh trash <laughs> oh my goodness okay so they look up on the pictures on the site they all look like they were kind of hand-drawn and showing what species of yurks uh, showing what species the yurks have infected so far so one was obviously a picture of a hork but the kids did not recognize the other three. But Axe was uh, able to identify one as the Skritna, which we've talked about in previous chapters. Specifically, I remember that in the hork Chronicles, where it was mentioned that uh, that the Yurks took over some some Skritna uh, ships and infested some. Yeah, but- and then uh, Axe says, my brother Alfangor once had some big adventure involving Skritna, but he never told me much about it, which is kind of like uh, alluding to the Andalite Chronicles, which Ooh. we'll get to. Okay. Yeah, so since we're supposed to technically have already read that, but don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't, don't look behind this curtain. Um Yeah. The accurate hork picture could be a coincidence, Marco said, or maybe it's a mix of real information and bogus information. Or maybe somebody out there knows more about the Yerks and various species they've conquered than Axe knows. And Cassie nodded her agreement. A mix of truth and lies, or else coincidence. A mix of truth and lies is like the definition of the internet, Rachel said. Equal parts <laughs> reality and equal parts delusion. <laughs> Still hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just wanted to point it out, they did say a word like a card kardashian um from deep space but my mind just keeps reading kardashian i know right (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the alien family it's the same thing in the facts about yurks and the section about human controllers not that they use the term controllers jake said some may be true but most of it's bull i mean it's supposedly uh saying every politician in the country is a controller if that were true the yurks would have already won so they looked down the list of known human controllers on the site, and they were talking about how, like, yeah, this list isn't accurate. They were in disbelief on it because a lot of the names were, you know, super high up uh, people in government and, you know, world leaders and stuff. And like, yeah, the Yorks haven't infected all these people. But they did notice that Vice Principal Chapman's name was actually on the list, and that gave them pause. They're like, okay, so maybe some of these things that it's saying on the site is true, but this could now also mean that maybe that's a yerk trap that was trying to catch them um so also yeah i know i'm interrupting a lot but i was gonna say also marco called out the spice girls saying they suck and i'm like marco how dare you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i fucking grew up on spice girls (laughs) oh my goodness i I did notice that yeah okay marco definitely has some some opinions as we we very well know uh not all of them true (laughs) actually none of them really are (laughs) so bad opinions bad opinions the site was opening up uh, a chat room at this point and so uh axe offered to help make sure like no one could trace them if they went into the room uh to listen in and so axe said excuse me prince jake but if you'd like i can encode marco software in a way that would make it impossible for anyone to trace you why is it called software and jake glanced at marco <laughs> he's proud of his skills but the truth is axe is about three centuries ahead of them in computers marco threw his hands up fine go for it there's only so much I can do with this very primitive, very primitive system, Axe said. Two-dimensional screen, an actual keyboard instead of a decent psychic link, rigid codes. I'm not an archaeologist. I don't know much about the ancient types of computers. Just the same, he sat down and in three minutes had typed out the code that made Marco's system hackproof. <laughs> and they entered the chat room. <laughs> yeah, and this part's kind of 
confusing. I don't know how we want to summarize it. So it's like- I have a theory. So basically, you go into this chat room and it is confusing because it's like a conversation between people who aren't really listening to each other. So any everybody can only type about 10 words at a time. So the lines switch from different people typing and speaking pretty quickly, but you start to make sense of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go just by um, user typing and complete their sentences and thoughts and then go to the next one. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. It's like stuff like this where it's like I never understood why people liked like the live chats for like events or videos because there's like way too many people in the chat and it's going so quickly. And I was like, there was like no coherent conversation actually going on here. No, there there isn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's thinking like that. And so I think the easiest way to transcribe this into a podcast is maybe just finish each user's complete thought and then we'll go on to the next one. So Yerk Killer 9 says, there's no way. Listen to me. I was infested by a yerk. It was only a miracle that I escaped. Then there's a Go Vikes user, and he says, You have to chop them up to be sure they're really dead. <laughs> then uh, Go Vikes says, um, Yerks are like worms. If you just cut them in half, they just grow, they just grow again. again. Yeah, yerks are worms, and you come in half, they'll just grow again. And then Chaz, username Chaz, why don't we get serious here? The Yerks are only getting stronger, and instead of using this chat to plan uh, some action, we end up doing nothing. And then Chaz says, wrong. Uh, The sharing is a Yerk front organization. Basically, they kind of like summarize it, too, at the end, where it's like... um like Chaz, he seems pretty serious. Your cater and um the other one that's your killer are both either like morons or controllers themselves. Yeah, your cater comes up right after this, and your cater definitely seems like a controller because your cater's like kill all the yurks, and then the sharing is okay. I check them out. Everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, the sharing's like Definitely Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's not a cult. It's no cult here. What? What's a cult? <laughs> and your cater is like convincing another user to talk to their uh, dad because uh, that user thinks their dad is a controller. And your cater's like, talk to your dad. Tell him what you think. Bad idea. No, 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 no. Um, and then, uh, so Gump8293 uh, is a user that we definitely feel sympathy for because, uh, they go, I think my dad is one, uh, what can I do? And I mean, it's weird because my dad actually seems in some ways normal, but, uh, but he is too nice. He got all these new friends suddenly and keeps talking about someone named Vizzer or Vister or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then is there a way for me to get my dad to stop being uh, a yerk? And then everybody's like weighing in on what uh, Gump should do. And your cater's definitely not giving sound a advice. A controller, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know all of them are. Well, not all of them, but. Uh, CKD Suite also is a user and says, can anybody help me? There's this organization called The Sharing. And I think that they are all Yerks. And that's where Yerk haters like, the sharing's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Carlito said, I've discovered that Yerks need to go someplace secret. Uh, then get out of their host body uh, to uh, do this. So they're, they're basically talking about like when Yorks actually need to go and get the Condrona rays. Then uh, there's another user named Megmom uh, that's advising Gump, saying, uh, Gump, I think it's Vizzer, and I think Vizzer is like a general or something. I think Vizzer is a rank. 
To which Go Vikes is like rank lol, totally rank, which yeah. is very nineties. <laughs> and then Gump's like, "Is there any way for me to get my dad from stop being a yerk?" And your cater's like, "Talk to your dad." And Chaz is like, "No, Gump, say nothing to your father. If you say anything, you'll be next." And Meg Mom says, "Listen to Chaz, Gump. He's right. You can do it." And then Fiddy, an important user, comes on line and he says, "Hi, everyone." Uh. He says, I have a name to add to the list of known Yurks. And then uh, Gump's like, well, I have to do something. And then Fiddy's like, uh, Charles J. Sofar, he's the deputy police chief uh, in the capital, and he's close to getting the location. And Fiddy's like, he's getting close to the location of a Yurk feeding area. And at this point, like, the Animorphs all regroup. I'm sorry, guys. Thanks for staying with me on that. That was just very confusing <laughs> Yeah, I recommend feed. it, y'all. Y'all look it up chance. because... It's a headache. Yeah, it's a headache. <laughs> yeah, it's a too. lot of stuff happening at once. Everybody's lines getting broken up. Um, the animals re uh, the animorphs regroup, and obviously, uh, they know your cater was a controller, but Gump sounded real and in need of help, and they were not sure. Like some of the users seem real, but some of them seem like your controllers. So Jake asks, ah, <laughs> he asks, acts. If he can hack the computer and find the identity of these users so they can see if they are controllers or real people in need of help fighting the Yerks. So Axe tries, but he cannot retrieve the information. He gets frustrated by it. So their next plan is then to now just go and bust into the Web Access America office and retrieve the info for their main from their main computers. Like, how hard could it be? Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah easy Break peasy. Into AOL. That's, that's how it works. And just, you know get from one of their computers the information you want. The problem was Web Access America was not in their town. It was hundreds of miles away. And that was too far to fly in bird morphs all in one day. Uh, so they decided to go to the airport and take a flight. So it would be an hour and a half flight and they planned to morph flies and then fly into the plane for the flight and then demorph at their landing airport. And so they were like talking about it and trying to choose a flight between United and Northwest. And so um, this all definitely takes place before 9-11. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> God, they, they, okay, so they even they go into the bathroom, and I noted this to yeah. my husband when. Uh, mm-hmm, the like, backpack. they go into the bathroom, and they leave a backpack in the bathroom the in the airport. And they yeah. expect... And they, they, they leave a backpack full of their clothes in the bathroom. So we'll get to this point here in a second. And they expect it to still be there maybe in the lost and found when they come back through the airport later in the day when they fly back. And yeah, no, that like, shit's going to get like blown up on the oh tarmac. My like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's, it's, I also just find it funny. Like, oh, they're just going to do this stuff in flights and come like right back home. And they don't have to go through security. Yeah, no security. I was like thinking like nobody oh. recognized these kids at their local airport. Like these uh, kids are all just hanging around and somebody like could probably have, you know, a good chance of like noticing them or like, hey, I recognize this kid from my school living in our neighborhood. Or like no employees are like stopping like middle school aged children. Just like, yeah. <laughs> like, that look like they have no, no uh no parents or anybody around with them. Are you traveling alone? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you should just be able to go up to the gate and meet someone like right when they get off the plane for all you children who <laughs> I've are seen, listening. I've seen the romance movies. I know how this works pre right? 9-11. <laughs> you can run up <laughs> to the gate. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, 
So they found the flight that they want to take, uh, and it would depart from gate 19. The only problem was, uh, as Tobias pointed out, uh, how would a fly morph know where to, which like gate to go to? Because flies do not have the best eyesight in the world. Um, so they came up with a, a brilliant solution. <laughs> they knew flies were attracted to stink and smelly things like poop. And a couple that just then passed them with a, a baby and they they overheard the couple talking as uh, through the airport uh, on how the baby go- needs its diaper changed. So bada bing, bada boom, Jake goes and fetches a diaper from the bathroom trash can and places it in the ashtray can by gate 19 now all they had to do was morph into flies and then uh follow the poop smell to know which gate to go to and then stow away on the plane because yeah this is gonna and then go break into what a could building. go wrong yeah what could go wrong <laughs> oh morgan this book <laughs> this book is wild it's got a lot of stuff i mean it's not as wild as book 14 with the freaking horses in the <laughs> desert but it's close Cassie and Rachel went to morph uh, went to morph in the women's bathroom, and then Jake, Marco, Tobias, and Axe went to morph in the men's. They did two to a stall, so Marco and Axe uh, went into one stall, and Jake and Tobias into another. And this is where they left the backpacks full of their clothes because they couldn't morph with those extra <laughs> clothes on. And they're just like, yeah, hopefully it'll just, you know, be here and lost and found when we come back up here later in the day. And it's so not the day and age we live in now. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Jake uh, warns Tobias how gross fly morphs can be since he has never done this morph yet. So Tobias scoffs at this uh, and especially at Jake saying that fly morph is like actually really fun and probably a better experience in flying uh, than being a red tail hawk. And uh, Tobias is like, no way, I have the superior flying experience. (laughs) Uh, And so Tobias has to go back into his hawk form in the stall before they're able to both more fly. And so they started to morph flies, and the description of them morphing is always grotesque uh, for this particular morph, and especially when, like, that probe-like appendage of the fly protrudes out of their mouth and goes popping there. And so, yeah, they go into in-depth description as normal. Yeah, he also mentions how the extra legs burst out of his chest like the baby alien in the yeah. movie Alien. Yeah, pretty pretty image. Uh, As they were in mid-morph, someone knocked on their stall looking for a toilet. And the person, the guy is like, yeah, I really have to go. Is anybody in there? So I have to assume that this guy saw two stalls and he assumed they were empty because both sets of boys at this point were like mid-morphing into flies and they were like shrinking and getting smaller. But I'm like, if they still had their human feet. Why would they pick this? Yeah, I, I know. It's just like they saw their human feet and stuff. Wouldn't they, they or see shadows or see something at least underneath the solid? No, it was occupado. But I, this is where I was like, oh, really? Like the guy actually reached around the door when he didn't hear an answer and unlatched it. And I want to know yeah, how. What the fuck? And wait a minute, what? I, I mean, kids lock doors and like go underneath stalls and and lock them all and stuff like that. But it's not easy to normally reach in and unlock a stall. So it's like nine feet tall. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> this guy. Um, but then this guy saw Jake in mid morph as a human and as a fly, and he screamed and ran out of the restroom, calling for the police. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, Jake shouted to the others to finish morphing so they could get out of there. Marco and Axe uh, did so, and they flew out of their stall. And then Jake called for Tobias as he grew into full fly. But Tobias was nowhere to be seen or um, heard from. So then the man at that point had brought the police back to the stall but did not see anything. And so the police started to question the man's lucidity and how many drinks he actually had on the plane. <laughs> Uh, and at that point, uh, Jake was panicking, so he kept calling for Tobias, knowing Tobias probably got caught up in the new morph and wasn't reasserting his consciousness, consciousness yet. And then Tobias, like, finally spoke up to them, and Jake's like, Tobias, where are you? Well, Tobias said, it's smooth. It was different when I first landed here. It was smooth and white and wet. There's a dampness on the surface, and I think there's a big lake or something below me. Are you right side up or what? Jake asked. I'm sideways. I'm sideways on a smooth, damp surface, I think, was white. <laughs> and there's a big, link, a big lake below me. And then Jake and Marco all considered the description for a moment. And Marco said, oh, man, Tobias, you're in a toilet. Tobias said uh, he could not see the light anymore, and so then they realized that somebody was probably sitting on the toilet over him, and he was probably soon going to be flushed. So Jake's- Marco says, caution, falling objects, and Axel's <laughs> like, what does all this mean? It's another, like, they're talking and trying to get Tobias out of the situation, and Axe is just interjecting, I'm confused. What, like, it- what are you talking throughout. about? Where is he? What's happening? Jake, <laughs> Jake calmed Tobias's panic down and directed him to fly out between the seat and the toilet bowl. Uh, yeah, and Axe absolutely did not understand what happened. He's <laughs> like, will you explain what has been going on? Ask, Axe asked. Yeah, when you get older, maybe, Marco says. <laughs> Basically, Tobias had a shitty day. Um, <laughs> Nearly shitty. <laughs> uh, escaped near shit. Uh, they flew out of the bathroom and met up with Cassie and Rachel and Flymorph. And so they sniffed out the planted baby poop diaper at gate 19 and then they oh. waited. And at that point, then they hitched rides onto some of the passengers loading into the plane. Oh, also a side note, right? That we get a Xena reference. So drink if you're doing the drinking game. Oh, yes. Um, Marco says, don't hurt me with the shack ram of your wit, Xena. And she's like, huh? And he's like, shack ram. It's the metal frisbee thing that Xena throws. And oh. I, so side note, I have been watching some Xena. Oh. It is free on Tube. No, it's not on Tubi anymore. It's only on Roku TV. That's the only place that you can get it for free on the internet. Oh. And it does have commercials, but... I've been watching it while reading essays, and I can't tell what's worse, the freshman essays or Xena season oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to ask how you liking it. <laughs> I mean, I I loved Xena when I was a kid. My little sister and I would always, like, play. I would be Xena, and she would be Gabrielle because mm-hmm. <laughs> she was blonde when she was a kid. And, yeah, it was uh, – I really liked it as a kid, and now I'm like, this is – meant to be tongue-in-cheek like it's it's sam raimi it's very cheesy and slapstick so mm, okay it's i'm enjoying it it's just not good it doesn't age well mm-hmm. oh, yeah yeah. Well. yeah i think but, <laughs> yes i don't but but it is somebody's favorite hercules version yes that's true <laughs> not that we talk about what's his name the guy who plays hercules who's like a douchebag now Yes. I do not know. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. All I know is like, I've, I've, yes, Kevin Sorbo. Yes. He was in like God's Not Dead and now he's like a piece of shit. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gross. Anyway, I used to love Xena as a child, and now I understand it. And so... (laughs) Did that glass just shatter? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they were going to reboot it and have them be actual lesbians this time, so... Oh, okay. I was excited for that, but they canceled it. Oh. Damn it. I know. I would have watched that. That would have been fun. We need... (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Oh, I also had the Xena PlayStation 1 game which I kind of replayed semi-recently, and it kind of holds up a little bit. Oh, fun. But it takes itself a lot more seriously than the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, sidebar, um, I know a certain Harry Potter video game was released recently, or going to be, or whatever. Um, and I was so upset, because I liked the one from the PS1, which was, I think, Oh, the, like, yes, the I had first the first movie. two or three for the PlayStation, yeah. yeah. And I liked it, and then I was, I was like, the the idea, the concept, the execution of this game, I'm like really excited about, but I'm not going to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, can't support Harry Potter anymore. I, I know, I like refuse to support like anything Harry Potter anymore, and, and I'm like, I I like hate it. I'm like, God damn it, why? <laughs> Once again, Ka loves her trans daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Which I'll bring up every time we mention Harry Potter. Anyway, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the kids as flies um, get inside the plane and Jake asks Axe to keep track of time as they were in morph and in flight uh, on the plane. So they want to make sure they wouldn't go over the two hour window within the length of the flight. And it was going to be a tight one. Um, so they rested on the ceiling and the and also on the overhead lug- luggage car- carriers. And at some point during the flight, when they brought the food out, Marco couldn't control his flight instincts and landed on some of the plane food uh, in front of somebody. And so a man complained to the stewardess uh, about the amount of flies that seemed to be on this flight. And she said she'll see what she could do about that. And so the Animorphs freak out they're like it was 10 minutes until they land but now they uh they're definitely gonna get chased down uh for being flies on a plane and so they zipped out of first class and to the back of the plane and uh then they felt it and started to scatter someone was trying to whack them and jake dodged and thought he was safe and then he was hit and smashed against the wall and he had been swatted Jake had not died, uh, but his fly body was shattered. His guts were spilled out onto the wall. He screamed and the others came to him. He was stuck on the ceiling, not uh, in a safe place to demorph. And so he started to lose consciousness. And Cassie knew he was dying, but she had an idea. The others uh, in Flymorph scooped up what remained of him and flew Jake as he started to black out towards the bathroom. They got him in there and yelled at him to demorph. And he was fading out, but was able to start demorphing. And the more he went back as human, the more consciousness uh, conscious he became. And he was okay. And also he is able to demorph because he likes Cassie. Cassie is the one who's like become a human. And he's like, oh, Cassie, I like her. And uh, that's how he's able to, like, demorph. Cassie saves his butt. Yes. She yes. is. She talks people through demorphing several times in the series and saves them from either getting stuck or dying. So good mm-hmm. for her. That's another talent she has. <laughs> yes. Uh, who helped Marco come back from being dead gorilla? Uh, and- I don't know. I think he just demorphed automatically because... I don't know, because he got shocked, but... 
Yeah, he was. I don't know. He, was, he doesn't really remember demorphing. So. Yeah, no, he doesn't remember demorphing on that one. Jake exited the plane as a human. Uh, so no one seemed to give him mind uh, or like where he came from or the fact that he didn't have any shoes. Everybody just seemed to want to get off the plane, which, yeah, preach. Well, I mean, even nowadays, like no shoes. Okay, no bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest of the animorphs demorphed in the bathroom at the airport. And so Jake waited for them on some plastic benches and his head was in his hands and he was shaking. So Cassie sat down next to him and saw what kind of state he was in and just put her arms around him and hugged him. He didn't feel completely better, but at least it helped him to stop uh, shaking. And so Rachel went to, yeah. Oh, nothing. I just sort of makes me think like even like Marco almost got bit in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's got to have some sort of like near death experience in their book. Multiple times. Yeah. Every uh, every time we got to have a near death experience. And since we don't have it at the end, we got it in the middle of this book. <laughs> yeah. Rachel went to the Western Union office to pick up some money they had wired to themselves uh, and then got them all shoes at the shop in the airport. And so they regrouped and took a bus downtown. So they got out, and there's just this funny montage of them traveling around this new city. So they got out and asked directions from a nun who, oddly enough, knew where the Web Access America (laughs) office was, and it was a few blocks away. (laughs) A nun. (laughs) Yeah, that is strange. Like, how have you ever seen a nun just just walking? No, no. No. Because I have never in my entire life. And... This happened on an SVU episode I watched recently, too. Like, just a nun chilling. Like, I know. No, I've never seen a nun walking around. I've seen monks. I've seen like a... I've seen definitely Buddhist monks uh, walking around, but not a Is nun. Is this like a reference? Is this like a cultural reference we're missing from something? Like, <laughs> just, just. Because my only first thing is like a cool, a cool nun or a helpful nun would be like Wolfie Goldberg and like. <laughs> I also really liked how they went to Taco Bell. And oh yeah, I'm getting. I was getting that. So up. yeah, yeah. So oh, we oh they stopped God. on the way at, at Taco Bell, and it was cheap enough for them to all afford some food. And it kind of lightened Jake's mood a little to watch Axe go nuts and start sucking up all the packets of hot sauce, and then the manager kicked them out. Saying, kids, stay out of here. Buy your crazy friend a bottle of Tabasco if he needs it. And then Axe is like, what's Tabasco? Is it tasty and full of flavor? Yes. And Rachel's like, you'll probably like it. I I just love Axe, too. It's like he, he's got, he understands that he's got the Cinnabon. He loves the Taco Bell. Yeah. I just... So they found the WWA building, the WAH building, uh, just uh, <laughs> just as a tour group of elderly people also pulled up in a bus and they all got out to go take a tour of the building. And so very coincidental, nothing to see here, no problems whatsoever. So, uh, But it really helped them because they just joined the mass and walked on in with everyone. And the tour guide was showing them all around, saying like, now we'll start by showing you our command center. This is where we monitor the ebb and flow of traffic across our entire system and uh marco's like yes very convenient uh and (laughs) they uh pass an ornate painting uh that the tour guide goes and this is our founder joe bob fenestre (laughs) the name i was like joe bob i was like oh my god joe bob (laughs) okay so um (laughs) fenestra without the s so it's fenestra i think and fenestra means to throw out the window in French, which is what my husband said to tell you guys. So okay, so Joe Bob <laughs> is there, is there like a, the I was window. Like, 
<laughs> well, yeah. I was like, is there like anything related to the book here, Morgan? With that, well, because he's Windows. He's supposed to be. Um, he's supposed to be Bill Gates, right? Oh yeah, I still, I still see him as Bezos. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but Joe Bob. Yeah, Joe so, Bob. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to be uh, Bill Gates, but also WAA is supposed to be AOL. So Joe Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's a little mishmash. Okay, Joe Bob. I want to be Joe Bob. <laughs> I love Joe Bob. Joe Bob. Oh, so the tour guide goes later. We'll show a short, entertaining film about the fascinating life of Mister Finet. How do you pronounce it, Morgan? Finestra. I just said Finestra, like Finestra, because it's F E N E S T R E. So Finestra, Finestra. I don't know. I'll go Finestra. Joe Bob. Joe Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bob. <laughs> Marco raised his hands and made a bowing motion like he was saying prayers to Joe Bob Finestra. <laughs> Rachel yanked his shirt. Hey, the idea is not to attract attention, genius. I'm sorry, Marco said. He pretended to wipe away a tear. This is Joe Bob Finestra. I love Joe Bob. I admire Joe Bob. I want to be Joe Bob. I don't know you were all interested in computers, Cassie said. I mean, I knew you all liked playing around with them, but... Marco waved a hand dismissively. It's not about computers. Who com- who cares about computers? Uh, so what's this big thing with Mr. Fenestra? And Marco shook his head like Cassie had said something insane and walked away. Cassie looked at <laughs> Jake. And Jake's like, Joe Bob Fenestra is the second wealthiest man in the world, Cassie. I think that's what Marco cares more about than computers. Hey, Marco. What? How much is Fenestra worth? Mr. Fenestra is worth $24.9 billion. And that's billion with a B as in billion. <laughs> so Marco has his priorities. Uh, they follow the group as uh, they pass the command center. And the command center was full of rows of people working on their computers. And they had found it. And now they need to figure out how to get inside. I will say there's... <laughs> There's a typo in my version with it says instead of with a B, what a B. <laughs> oh, it does say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does say what a B. What a B. <laughs> what a B. What a B. What a B. <laughs> Joe Bob. Joe Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of Animorphs, like, there's a lot of characters with three names. Like, we've got the Jonathan Taylor Thomas character. Later, there's, like, a Dr. Phil, pretty much, guy. And I think he also has three names, too, but we'll get there. Well, I guess it's, it's easier to be, like, a Michael Sarah John instead of, like, a Fidestre <laughs> like coming up with that. Yeah, um, but that is a nice pun, the the Windows pun. I yeah, do, no, 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 that's that good. Clever. That's good to know. I like that one. So Rachel asks the million dollar question, how do we get in? Because obviously it's daytime. There are people around. So Jake glances around. The tour group is moving off, so they can't really lollygag or get, you know, too, it'll it'll be too suspicious. Um, so they're trying to figure out how to do this. And Rachel is like, we can make a distraction, set the place on fire. Then when everybody <laughs> runs and I'm like, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> like, I love the creativity. The enthusiasm, <laughs> she... man. <laughs> so, Rachel wants to set a fire. Um, <laughs> and. Everybody watch out for her. 
and, yeah, and right? Jake is like, these are nice, normal, innocent people. You can't just set their workplace on fire. <laughs> um, and she like is like, oh, yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> and then Jake is like, that's it. Why don't we morph people? And he's like, we acquire DNA of people that work here. We morph them walk right in. This was um, a good idea. I just want to say. Right. It was a no, good no, I think idea. It's a, the best idea. It is the best idea. Um, but Jake notes, as soon as the words were out of my mouth, I thought, wow, there's something not really right about this. And I was like, no, you're wrong. There is, you're, yeah, there's you're no fine. problem. The only problem is that Axe can't morph. He can't acquire people without being in his uh, Andalite body. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only, pro- that is the problem because. That, like, you just got somebody, yeah, looking at Axe going, ah, and then well, Gina goes limp as he acquires them. And just like, I saw a blue <laughs> monster. <laughs> Well, I feel like Axe, though, like, if he's talented enough to combine four different DNAs, like, wonder, why couldn't you just, like, age your stuff up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know the archaeology of old computers, but he definitely knows morphing technology. (laughs) So, here we go. This is where I have me and Cassie butt heads again. (laughs) Um, Basically, Cassie's like, there's really, like, there's something not really right about that. Marco is like, I think it's brilliant, possibly immoral, but brilliant. And I was like, I don't think it's immoral. Um, you know, and, and Jake is like, humans, or as Axe pointed, Axe points it out, it's like humans are animals that are native to this particular environment. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, know, and Rachel's like, like, we like to think of ourselves as more than animals, and Axe is all of us, and he's like, why? why? Yeah, <laughs> we be <Yeah>. animals. <laughs> and Marco is just like, we created TV, and like all this other stuff. But I also, Mark was like, why are we yapping about this? What's the big deal? Axe's human morph is made up of DNA from all of us. What's the difference? And Cassie's like, we consented. We gave permission. And while I do agree, consent, very important. Yes. But it's a different, that is important in a different field, in a different area. Listen, I'm pretty this sure is... most human beings, if somebody, if they knew that this was happening and like knew the situation and was like, can I borrow your DNA and impersonate you so that we can get this information? They would say yes. So, but you can't tell them, so just acquire well, them, just, it's fine. I just don't think how it's, like, immoral, because it's like, Cassie, we went through this, like, with the dolphins. It's like, you don't take their either individual unique mind. You're just taking, like, you're just, like, Co- transforming into them. their body. You're not yeah. even taking over their body. Like, you're you're not even taking over their unique, like, identity. Just merely, like, what they look like. And... Like, yes, if you are a bad person, you could abuse that. But it's like, is that something you're worried about any of you besides Marco doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I just do not have at all the same ethical moral qualms that Cassie has regarding this. And I just find it really annoying because Agreed. it does make it more shenanigans. And it's like, this isn't a big deal. Like, I'm really, I, I don't know. I was just really like, Cassie, I'm done. Like, Agreed, and I have always felt the same way as as you on that topic. So anyway, thank you, yeah, <laughs> thank you for the validation. <laughs> Boo, Cassie. <Yes>. Boo. Um. <laughs> I, I I still like Cassie. I think in this area, yeah, it's a moral quandary. But honestly, I mean, they can acquire. It's a moral quandary the, with an obvious answer. Yeah, they they can acquire this DNA, and it'll definitely be helpful for the cause of you know the this greater good so i i don't see a problem in this regard some of her other stuff that she raises concerns about i get better but this one's just like yeah if it's not now it's gonna be later in the books i'm totally calling that they're gonna be acquiring other human dna because how can you not that's (laughs) you're gonna have to (laughs) they're gonna have to like chapman 
Yeah. I call it the acquire Chapman predictions table. They're going to acquire Chapman's okay. DNA. Well, put it in the, put it or in Tom. the thing. Whatever Jason... They acquire a uh, controller, right? Yeah, whatever yeah. Jason uh, calls out, I want a second because Jason's been right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and it's like, like, but this is like sort of, if you want to just do another tangent, like, you know how like you have people that like, or physicians will take their patient's DNA or samples and use it for a bunch of other things that they didn't consent to. And it's like, so I get like, you need to definitely get people's consent for utilizing their DNA or whatever. But the, the thing is, it's like that, DNA was used for like um, prof- profit, yeah. Um, with without rec- um, like compens- proper compensation. So like for me, that's like it's like sort of a similar thing, but very like very different. This is not being used for for profit. They have a really good reason. A really good reason. Yeah. And it's like, why do you care? Like your like your your whole reason is not to like harm somebody like at all. Um. I, mean, I, I don't know. Oh, whatever. In this regard, yeah. I mean, uh, the anim- uh, the Andalites and the Yurks still are similar in terms of acquiring people, but the Andalite way obviously doesn't harm the other being someone's, that they acquire. Someone still gets to be a unique person and have their free will and do yes, whatever they want. Separately. Versus the Yurks uh, do not allow that. So, yeah. so I I I think Cassie's an important character, and she asks a lot of questions that are important. This one is not one of them, <laughs> in my opinion. That's fair. That's fine. Uh, so they basic. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm moving on. No, no. I'm. I want to let you move on. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me move on. Um, okay. So they they come to a consensus. They aren't going to do the human um like more acquiring they basically like have the in a very very abbreviated version jake goes through the same questions and thoughts we just went through um so they go with the traction basically ax and marco need to be well ax needs to be human and or you know whatever and marco needs to be marco because uh, they're going to do the computer stuff so everybody else needs to do a distraction mm-hmm. so what they're going to do they went into a small janitor's closet and uh ax and marco quickly headed down the stairs um around to the entrance of the command center so they're gonna you know sneak in with the after the during the distraction um so jake goes into tiger more um rachel goes into sorry i'm like trying not to burp but it's like yawning um <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Jake goes into Tiger Moor. Wow. I'm sorry, Visor 3 couldn't be here to see it. <laughs> I just, like, don't know why I could not say Rachel Bear Morph. In my head, I'm like, it's Rachel's favorite morph. It's the Bear Morph. <laughs> um, Rachel goes in the Bear Morph. Tobias is the hawk, obviously. And then Cassie is a skunk. Um, like the So skunk. <laughs> th- they all morph, and then they realize none of them can, like, open the door. And I'm don't like, have Marco. But I'm like, bears can totally open doors. Like, that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, either way, they basically just like Rachel just like, like throws her like side of beef sized shoulder into the door and it slams open. And then they or well, it cr- like crunch slam. It's open. <laughs> um, yeah. So she uh, brute forces it. And they, um, you know, go down um, the command center, um, you know, cross the glass, cross to the glass observation window that looked down the, down the command center. Um, nobody's paying attention to them. And they're like kind of a little bit surprised by that. And so they're like, what are they going to do? And Jake's like, well, I'm a tiger. So I wonder what tiger do. <laughs> and he's going to um, roar, get everybody's attention. Rachel's going to be mopping 
um, a carpeted floor. Um, and, um, Jake's going to hold the bucket and Tobias is going to flutter around them shrieking. And with all that, finally, finally, all the attention is on them, which is great. They're all confused. But the one guy is like, are we going nuts? And he's like, I'm not nuts. It's the bear who's nuts. That's carpeted up there. Um, and, uh, so they're successfully doing this, um, Marco and Axe get to a computer that's already that's still logged in, which is great. Again, bad IT security, everybody. I watched so many videos about this. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't leave your stuff unattended, logged in. I mean, there's a bear and a tiger and a skunk and a hawk. I mean, that that's happens not, at my work all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> your company would still fire you. <laughs> no. um, but so... Basically, they they think they're gonna have a little bit like Ax and Marco do their thing. Like they get a signal from Marco, like a wink, like they're they're doing all good. Um, and they think they're gonna have a little bit more um, before guards come. But the guards, so the guards come a little bit early. Um, they both got guns. Um, one like Jake roars. One guard bolts, and the uh, one guard actually sort of stands his ground or whatever. He like doesn't want to do it. He's like, "You're not authorized to be here, tigers or animals." Um, <laughs> and then like so, Cassie does this like does a skunk thing sprays him and then he like runs um he drops his gun and bails they all then like time for them to go they run towards the towards the elevator there's an executive and a delivery boy or whatever in their bike messenger and so they get in they like demorph um and then they come out and it's just kids wearing cheap shoes and tight clothes and axe and marco are already down there and so they get what they need um, and they're like, oh, yeah, Axe Marco, like, it was no big deal getting to the system. We had plenty of time. So I checked out some other usernames. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, classic Marco. <laughs> so he checks out this one username called Pretty Girl 802. Oh, I who... thought it was Party Girl. Oh. Because it's P-R-T-Y party girl. girl party so girl. it could be oh. either. Part, I'll say Party Girl. Pun. Party Girl 802. And so this is apparently a username who sends Marco lots of like flirty emails and IM messages. Like I like IM them. messages, like ATM machine, like the <laughs> M and IM stands for message, but okay. Instant message messages. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Instant message, IM messages. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what know. the narrative says. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm just like thinking about like, that didn't even strike to me. But yeah, IMs, just a bunch of IMs. Um, and he's like, Cassie's like, no, that's not very nice. He's like, yeah, no kidding. It wasn't nice. I found out my online girlfriend is actually a 73-year-old retired postal worker. Um, yeah, Marco got a girl whether... that likes him, so technically They didn't say no. the gender. Yeah. I was about to say. They didn't say it. I was like, oh, true. Ooh. But this is what I, this is what I, we talked or asked about at the end of the last episode was, um, is they going to get some catfish bullshit? And I think this was that moment. <laughs> yeah. Where Marco was very close to being on, like, um, to catch a predator. <laughs> Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So they get out of there. And um, yeah, so they're done with that. They had to memorize the list of the one that they had to memorize. Fitty77, who was the one they wanted to find out, was actually Job, not Job, Joe Bob Finestre. Finestro. <laughs> Finestro. Oh, maybe it's Joe. Maybe it's Steve Jobs is the Joe Bob thing. I don't know. So he's. Was, he, was Apple big enough back then? Yeah, for sure. It was after like Apple blew up and then died again. Like <laughs> oh. Joe so, Bob, Joe Fitty, 
5077 is um Joe Bob, the one they've been the, the billionaire who they who's building they just broke into. Um is the one, you know, that created the Yurk page and is hosting it and you know, it's commonly in the in the chat room and everything. So um great. Um they've got some funny things about what's he doing with this, why is he hanging out in chat room? Um there's some really witty banter between uh Jake and Marco, which is um or great. Rachel and Papa Marco. Joe. Rachel and Marco. I thought it was... No, no, no. It was... You have no three-point shot, Marco. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then it's the... And having female cast members at Baywatch apply suntan oil to my muscular body. And then Rachel's like, so you'd have to have bought some muscles too, huh? <laughs> um, and she's like, when you have million billions, you can buy anything. <laughs> And so, um, and, you know, be sure to leave your brain to science when you die, Marco. After all, the only ones with microscopes um, to find it would be scientists. <laughs> so some good banter between the between um, mostly Marco and Rachel. Um, so they take the bus back to the airport. Uh, they're feeling very pleased with themselves. Um, but Jake is starting to have um, a moment. Uh, he's getting scared and he's starting to trembling a little bit because he is not want to be the fly again um, at all. Uh, Cassie picks up on this and is trying to give Jake an out about let's try something different because it you know will be fun and different. You know let's just try it another way and everybody's like well, don't be ridiculous. And then Jake has to be like fly morph is fine. We're gonna do it. And Cassie's like Jake buy my girlfriend ass a pretzel. We're gonna talk <laughs> about this. And then Jake and Cassie have this whole conversation about like. Cassie's like, it's okay to be scared and blah, 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 and say this or whatever. And Jake is like, no, I'm the leader. You guys may be leader. I can't be scared. I have to be strong for you guys. You guys are looking for me to, like, give you guys strength, not to, like, you know, give you guys give you guys fear and everything. Um, and so they do it. Um, and Cassie's just words touch Jake, though, and he's like, I just really wanted to burst out crying and hug Cassie so hard, but he didn't. I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, it was kind of a moment where he's like, if I hug Cassie right now, I will, like, dissolve into a puddle and we'll never get home, like, you know, that kind of thing, but it doesn't, the narration doesn't really communicate that as much. It's more like, I have to be a strong leader instead of, like, I can't let the fear take over kind of thing. Yeah, he can't process his feelings. Yeah, but it's a they, little bit of both. But they skip over the return. <laughs> they they make it home okay. No one spotted him. And apparently um, they got their clothes somehow miraculously out of the lost and found. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was not... Um, it was not mentioned, but they somehow got story. shoes to come home. <laughs> yep, that too. Um, and they just... They just you know, that's it. They're back. Jake is exhausted. He makes it home. His brother's in the kitchen talking on the phone while smearing peanut butter on a graham cracker, you weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never heard of that before, but it sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> it does, but I won't. Um, <laughs> also, uh, he, they, he eats leftovers, Jake does, which is barbecue chicken and mashed potatoes. And I'm like, you're going to have a vegetable, please? <laughs> and I have become his mother. Like, <laughs> You know, I thought that. I thought that, too. I was like, wait, that's it? <laughs> Like, at um, least get some microwave peas in there, honey. <laughs> a salad, <Yeah>. broccoli. <laughs> I'll even take a. I'll even take a carrot. <laughs> but, um, so uh, uh, Tom is in the kitchen on the phone, and then when he hears Jake come home, uh, changes his tone of voice. So it definitely must have been talking to another other controller. Jake takes his food upstairs, and he starts to boot up his computer, but hesitates. Um, he's like trying to be like, so what? 
if this person is Joe Bob, you know, um, and not like it's it's like how it's like I think he's trying to like have at the moment of like, um, is this person a, a, a legitimate York fighter? And it's like, you know, basically it isn't going to be like super easy to do um, as well. And he needed to go over to Marco's house um, to get him to pull up articles um, about uh, Joe Bob's house and just like how to how how are they going to do this? Um, then do and research, and they need to research yeah. on how to actually on on Joe Bob break so that the they house. so they can figure out how to break so, into the house to figure out what's going on with the him and this website. Yes, so they're gonna like spy on him, uh, try to break in his house, loot, spy, all that actual preparation, which would be nice. Um, <laughs> so he goes downstairs to go to Marco's house to do that. Um, but he, um, as he goes downstairs, his parents both parents both come in carrying groceries. Um, and long story short, it's like his parent, his mom is like, would it kill you to have dinner with your family? And it sort of reminded me of like a, a finally he decides to graze us with his presence. <laughs> um, sort of a thing that parents like to joke about. And his mom's like, I'll make salmon, that, you know, that I picked up yesterday. You loved it last time I made it. I mostly got it for you. <sighs> good, good guilt trip. Good parent Top guilt. A. <laughs> um, Very fresh. And so Jake postpones, well, doesn't go over to Marco's, <laughs> um, and has dinner. And it's it's actually a really nice moment for Jake, and he's really liking it. So also they have for dinner snap peas, salmon, and rice. And I'm like, actually, let me write that down. Like, <laughs> Jake's I, I, mom seems like a really good cook. Like, well, what? She also makes tiramisu, or at least they eat tiramisu. Like, yeah, tiramisu is not easy to make. I will state that now. <laughs> which I have been wanting to have tiramisu for such a long time, but I only get it when I'm like out at a restaurant. Oh, I know. <gasps> Kate, Trader- Kate, let's get tiramisu room service. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to WonderCon this weekend. Um, so we're going to... We're going to be together in Anaheim in a fancy Disney hotel. So, okay. If you guys. <laughs> Googling what the hotel has. <laughs> it's Disney. They got to have something. They have sweets everywhere. They better freaking have something like that. And turkey legs that taste like ham on purpose. <laughs> but Jake has a really nice moment. He even watches like another um, rebroadcast of a pay-per-view fight, which I'm sort of like, ugh. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just like, this is like too. It's so, it's like, oh, here's what we're fighting for kind of thing. No, I mean, just like the fight. I don't know his dad. I just like, it's like way too like that era of like machismo. Man. I'm just like, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so way, way too stereotypical for me. <laughs> but like, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's 24. definitely like, it's definitely like the perfect family, but also they have the insidious like Tom is, you know not uh tom is a controller so it's insidious <laughs> underneath it you know? i still like yeah, the whole it, backstory that we've given jake's mom on you know how she <laughs> rolls her eyes and has like a whole secret life behind you know her husband just wanting to watch pay-per-view fights when he gets home <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's got it going on yeah but yeah basically like morgan said it's it's sort of it's one of those points or things that like re sort of solidifies what Jake is fighting for is like his family and these like peaceful moments where like don't even have to think about this. Of course, this is as good as life gets and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's like a reaffirmation of that. But then, you know, of course, with there, it's like Tom being controller, you know, it sort of 
does bring it down a little bit for Jake and he's just like does think about that and um you know he makes a he makes a joke and then um he's like you know I was thinking it was cool we should all have dinner together more often um and he looks at Tom it was nice I hope nothing ever happens to us I hope we'll always be together and then he mentions that the yerk inside <laughs> Tom's head searched Tom's memory the yerk opened his memory and read it like a book he played the strings of Tom's brain like a violinist squeezing perfect notes out of a violin and um the yerk um, makes a little joke back about the liquor and the tiramisu getting to Jake. And um, Jake has a really dark thought, which I love, though. And he's like, the day will come when I will tear you out of his head and destroy you for what you've done to my family. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. And There's our dun, dun, dun. This, dun, is, dun how we, this is how we become Darth Vader? Like, <laughs> <laughs> see the Anakin transformation now. <laughs> But it's very good. Mo- it was, you know, I thought it was a, it was a good chapter. It's a good moment. I, yeah, um, it's, it's. Yeah, nice there's some really sweet moments with his family, family in this one. Moment to fight yeah, I for. It was good dialogue too. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I think still the top family to fight for though is Cassie's family with their spicy uh, stew and Chili. their amazing banter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> That was good. Her parents are good. The yeah. wedding will be great. Like everyone oh will be having a good time. Oh yeah. Um, Cassie's Cassie's parents kind of remind me of Missy's parents from Big Mouth. Um, oh, I haven't watched because, that. Because like I think again, you're, okay, whatever. You're both not watching it's, it's, that. A, it's a funny. It's a funny show. Um, but Missy's parents are like total dorks. Ah, oh, um, best parents. And her parents. Her parents strike me as like total dorks, but they're really sweet. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, Marco, uh, while Jake was doing his nice family moment, Marco was using his hackproof computer um, <laughs> to go back to the chat room. Oh, and here is where my little story is today. So today I like saw like a funny video. Um, it was like from by Netflix. It was about like Bridgerton and everything. And it was like, it was like funny and whatever. And I like, my sister really likes Bridgerton. Yeah. So I like sent it to her on Facebook Messenger because she lives in England and I'm not about to pay texting rates for that. Um, <laughs> And I was like, hey, I th- thought this was funny. Like, you might like it too. And I just did, I posted the YouTube link. And, like, usually when you do that, like, the messenger, like, takes the link, it does, like, a little square and, like, puts, like, the thumbnail and, like, yeah. you can see a picture of her or whatever. Right. It didn't yeah. do it for Preview. this link for some reason. Yeah. I didn't do it for the some, for some reason. And then, like, like, I feel like five or 10 minutes later, I get a text from my mom being like, hey, sweetie, I think you're, you might want to check your Facebook. I think you've been hacked. Like, I might want to change your password or delete it or whatever. And I'm oh, like, no. What are you talking about? I was like, so like I go to my Facebook, um, which I like, I don't use Facebook like at all. Like, and I was like, I looked at my timeline and I was like, this is all shit from like last year when I got like happy birthdays. Like that was like the last yeah. activity on my timeline. <laughs> That's like basically what it is on my timeline. Just yeah. like people saying happy birthday and me not responding because I don't use Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, your sister, blah, 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 said this. And she sent me a picture of what, um, I had sent Alice because my sister had apparently said that to my mom. Um, and I was like, no, I sent her that. I, that was me. I sent her that link. It was about Bridgerton. I thought she would like it, <laughs> you know, and then I, then I messaged my sister back again being like, no, I'm not hacked. This is me. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was oh, because like, she oh. just thought it was like, uh, she thought it was spam because it didn't show yeah. the link. Okay. okay. Probably. Oh, yeah. I, okay, like, okay. I thought it was going to be like, something really bad that you sent that was like saved no. in your, saved in your I mean, uh, like notepad. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I don't keep raunchy things on my phone. <laughs> I deleted them all like last week. <laughs> okay, it's so fine. she thought like there's Sometimes, no way that yeah. he, you would have sent that to her, so they immediately thought I, that I you guess. were back. I, I don't know, but I was like, guys, it just reminded me of hacked. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. that your I love that your mom's first thought is like, you know, your Facebook might have been hacked or something because moms are on Facebook now. <laughs> they rule the Facebook. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Yesterday, my husband was out and he got a text message from me that I had sent to him in November. Oh. And he just got it yesterday. That's a long boomerang. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I thought you were on break because I was like complaining about a teacher. Like, (laughs) and I was like, oh, yeah, we are. I sent that in November. Some other text message that I was, I must have just sent like a long bitch text train, you know, when you send a bunch, like a rant, and uh, just that one didn't go through. <laughs> just got lost in the, in, in the Z space. In the universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Internet still doesn't work. Uh, Four years later. Yes. It was so a lot of entertainment. They, so the next chapter um, is obviously yeah, Marco doing his thing he went back to the chat room um and so marco's basically like talking about this to everybody because they're at cassie's farm again um so he they're talking about this and it's basically like there's some new names um to this so they're but they were still the same people that were from the first chat thing we we talked about (laughs) won't go through all those names again um but uh gump marco pointed out that gump is talking is thinking about talking to his dad um about like confronting his father about you know possibly being a yurk or the sharing and cassie's like we can't let that happen because they're pretty sure that your your cater is a controller um and cassie said that um your cater is someone named edward uh cheltingham um and like 30 years old or something um but do you know what like they looked she looked in like the um in the phone book and there's only two cheltinghams and both of them were female assumption um so he has an unlisted phone number and he's like um you know they're like oh anybody you know maybe fake name but you have id credit card you know all that blah 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 stuff costco membership um and they're like we have an address for him we could check it out um you know, but we also have an address for Gump, and Marco's like, Gump is in the point, Finesh um, was the person at the middle of all this, like, he's the main man, we gotta figure out, you know, figure that out, we'll figure everything else out. Basically, it's Cassie wanting to help Gump out first, because she doesn't want the kid to become a controller if she, if they confront their dad or whatever about it, and everybody else is like, that is like, we can see that person, because he lives really close by, we can see that person, like, really quickly any other day. We need to do, like, this whole thing on a Sunday, on a weekend, because this is going to be a more complicated thing to break into Joe Bob's house. And again, me and Cassie just having a moment where I'm like, Cassie, stop, like, prioritize. I, I Maybe we just have different priorities. That's the thing. She's prioritizing this. I'm prioritizing something else, because I'm like, fate of the world, random kid. Yeah. Who's nine years old on AOL. Get off the internet. You're going to get abducted. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I feel like, but I do feel like they could have done this at any time. Like they could have, it's another, uh, like another example of them rushing in to stuff. They didn't need to rush. There's no pressure. They did not need to rush this one. They could have time to go take a hot minute and go do more research. If they're going to go try to invade Joe Bob's house, 
And then they could also, you know, I mean, they probably didn't have time for Gump. Gump probably seemed on the precipice of, you know, doing something stupid and Mike getting himself become a controller. So that one probably was more precedent. The Joe Bob one, yes, it probably would have unearthed more info, but taking the time to be able to research that a little bit research, more. Yeah. Or reconnaissance. Maybe I, just don't, maybe I just don't care about Gump at all. Like I'm just like I'm not I'm not invested in this at all. Like I don't care if they become a controller. We worked like, so hard for Melissa Chapman to not become a controller. It's just like that's definitely <laughs> like just another another kid in the same situation. Yeah, but like Chapman was an important like you're like an asset. Like this is like I feel like it's a different situation. Who's Gump? Who's Gump's dad? Nobody cares. Yeah, we don't know. But, Morgan, is Gump's dad going to be an important controller? (laughs) (laughs) No. (sighs) Never comes back. Is that a lie or? (laughs) I would never lie. I would just not tell you. (laughs) Well, you did just not tell me. No, I wouldn't lie and say that he doesn't come back though. So so does Gump become a controller and like almost kill the kids? Because there's some retribution right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it all works out. So they eventually agree because Jake makes the final decision that they're going to handle Joe Bob first before Gump. Joe Bob. Um, so he obviously I lost him. Jake isn't completely sold on his decision and is a little bit worried um, but you know does you know end up siding with Marco about this um, and Cassie seems to be just a little bit bitter about that um, so Jake's a little worried so uh, Jake uh, that's that's it they're yeah. made the decision that's what they're gonna do next thing they're gonna do invade Joe Bob's house but they have no preparation because Jake didn't search for anything about um, Joe Bob's house because he watched Marco, a fight and ate tiramisu yes and because Marco <laughs> thought he was gonna Marco thought Jake was gonna do it but didn't do it so they're like we have no plan we have no preparation but we're just gonna do it anyway and I was like guys like although yes I would prioritize Joe Bob if you did not have the preparation I would prioritize preparing first, which would then bump up Gump. I think like, reconnaissance, too. Like, uh, you know, go scope things out. You got an axe. You got a Tobias. Like, the, these things can be methodical and, you know, stake out. But no. Yeah. <laughs> and we will figure out how this bad decision ends poorly next week because mm-hmm. we'll we'll cut it off there. <laughs> We'll visit the thrilling conclusion of book number 16, The Warning, next week. Um, In the meantime, you can send us your favorite Animorphs memes. Uh, I am at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter. Or you can tweet at us at Middlemorph on Twitter or on another website, I guess. Um, See if that works out for you. Um, You can also check out my other podcast about bad Reddit relationships at are the letter you the word a serious pod on Twitter. Uh, Jason, how can people get in touch with you? Um, Obviously not Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) They can get in touch with me on Twitter at bottomless underscore prime. Um, Also, I think if you search Twitter for bottomless prime, I'll also come up. Oh, no. um, I mean, uh, Facebook. But again, uh you'll actually get to see my face on facebook i guess um not Ooh. on twitter um and and what about you kate <laughs> i am not on social media so you know in honor of this book just 
try to AOL uh, I am me. <laughs> we could chat there. Dust off that old aim. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Or. <laughs> Remember that know. door opening and door closing noise? Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah, no. Anyway. Uh, better luck is to email us uh, at middlemorph at gmail.com. Woo. All right. The thrilling conclusion will be next week, and we'll see how the kids rush into something they didn't have to rush into one more time, and it ends badly. Yeah, it ends pretty badly, <laughs> because they made brilliant decisions so far. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, this one's been fun. Yes, it's it's a good time. Um, Well, it doesn't end super happy, so <laughs> it takes a turn. We got all our comic relief out in the, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> About to go down, y'all. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. And until then, stay off the internet. It's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs>